social media. Blockchain news, crypto cruise and interviews. Keeping you tuned in to the ecosystem. Hello, hello and welcome to Core Radio. This is Lutz coming to you live early morning and top of the morning to you. Looks like Bitcoin is uh, it's taking a little plunge this morning from its highs of uh, 29,000, 2,800. This morning it's at 2,450. We know it wasn't going to stay too high for too long, right? But it was nice. It was really nice seeing it go to 3,000. I never thought I'd see that. I mean, for, not, not this year, but that, that's amazing. So, you know, if it could go there once, it could go there again. If it could double or triple once, it could probably double or triple again. So there's really no, you know, it, I, I'm not sure if uh, it'll, it'll, it'll level out at one point and become more stable, you know. But at what price will it become more stable? I, I mean, I don't know. Could, could it be twenty thousand? Could it be forty thousand and stable? There's a lot more, a lot, a lot of people still haven't bought into it yet. You know, once it's a norm, and everybody knows about it and has a little bit, and he's okay with having what they have, and of course they want more, just like dollars. But you know, it's just a really popular thing right now. It's like the latest comic book at the comic book store. You know, everybody wants it. So today I put together a special show for you. Uh, it is an AMA. That's uh, Ask Me Anything. And I put it together with James, JL777. And they're questions from the past. They're questions people have asked. And they're questions that people have sent in. So I'm going to conduct it. And uh, James will be arriving soon to answer all the questions. As you see me... uh, Using my delaying tactics. And that's about it. Uh, I'd like to uh, give a shout out to Neos. Neos is going to be doing something pretty incredible soon. If you guys haven't looked at Neos. Uh, One million market cap, right? Oh no, I think it's three million. I haven't looked recently. But I think it's three million. And uh, there's some really cool videos. Uh, look, look for the Neos videos. You know, and it'll, It's a good explainer. Really good explainer. They're pretty recent videos, too. Uh, the developer, his name is Syntax. And uh, he'll be coming on the show soon. Uh, whenever we have a similar type schedule going on. And, uh, nope, there we go. Okay, so so I'm going to start asking some questions, guys. All right, so uh, here's, here's the first one from someone named Harvester. There is a rumor that Basilic mode is not safe. Why? Does it send my password to a remote server or what? It is not as reliable as using native mode. It does local signing. Password is never sent to remote server. And you need to click update to get updated data. Right. And here's another question from 4X Trader. Four times Trader. How many other devs are there? Six full-time and a few more part-time. Some devs are doing server-side things. We didn't raise enough funds in the ICO to go and hire a large dev staff, as you know that burns through money really fast. Our priority is long-term financial viability and developing within the resources that can be managed long-term. 
He also wants to know, is it, he says, or he says, understandable. I have no problem using Komodo D. I just think for larger adoption, there needs to be bug-free GUI options. So just wanted to know what sort of time frame would you see that coming? The Swing Wallet should be very close to the bug-free version with simple functionality. And here's one from PY Trader. Yes, isn't there a new version coming out? I thought CA333 mentioned he's working on an update. If we had all the tech working flawlessly, KMD would already be at a billion market cap. These delays are helping our early adopters. Forex Trader uh, agrees. He says one billion market cap is well within reach for Komodo. I also agree, Mr. Forex Trader. Definitely. Um, let me look at Monero and look at the technology behind Komodo. And it's it, it's far, far superior, uh, especially with all the other things like Jumbler and, you know, Pangea. I mean, it, there's so many technologies in the SuperNet anonymous realm, you know, which is pretty cool. You know, because Satoshi, you can't you can't blame it. You can't blame him for being anonymous. You know, Satoshi Nakamoto was anonymous, so, you know, can't blame him. You know, they, they probably would have visited him by now if, if they, uh, they knew where Satoshi was, right? Probably be in jail. Who knows? Better that the bugs are in the GUI and the core is bug-free than the other way around. With Jumbler and Dex inching toward completion, the visibility of KMD will start increasing even more. But we will have a whole new round of GUI complaints about the DEX to deal with, so there is still plenty of time to buy during the buggy times. This is a marathon, always has been. It is quite complex and never been done before, so impossible to know any absolute dates. All we can do is keep making steady progress, and at some point, the scope of what is working well keeps increasing. So Forex Trader... Uh, is asking another question. He says, yes, I have heard talk of Jumbler and Dex, which is partly why I was inquiring about the state of the GUI, which is a graphic user interface. In my fairly basic understanding, I was assuming the GUI would be needed to interact with these features, at least for most users. That is why I designed Jumbler to use smart addresses, where you just send funds to a special address and it automatically does the jumbler to a new address. So can it be used with any wallet? Iguana will need to be running, but as long as it's running, then you can send via any means to the smart address for DEX. You're right, we'll definitely need some sort of GUI, but at first, we will just do a shapeshift level form. V3 Miner says, it seems like it would be better to automatically create three to five Jumbler destination addresses to fully defend against knapsack and a knapsack i have no idea what it is you're gonna have to look it up i don't know what he means this they're starting to get into some development talk over here technical stuff i think you could wiki knapsack i'll put it in the description of the show i will cap output to any single jumbler address so when it overflows it goes into a new address I think about a 10 BTC cap per jumbler is good. But with KMD price going up so fast, it is hard to calibrate if to cap at 1 BTC. Then there will be so many jumbler addresses, will be hard to manage, and mistakes will be made by user. So it is a trade-off as it is. 
you can limit the amount per jumbler destination simply by limiting how much you put in. Right, V3 Minor, it says, I've been meaning to ask, is jumbler a functional of a gamma? I'm sorry, let's start that all over again. I've been meaning to ask, is jumbler a function of a gamma iguana or can it be handled fully in Komodo D? So I am not worried about knapsack attack on the destination. It could be handled fully inside Komodot, but I am reluctant to put it inside Komodot itself. Right, V3 Minor understands. Think of the jumbler core as the engine. Still need some stuff around it to make it optimal, if to think about it. Managing the total funds flowing into address is not really at the jumbler core level with GUI support to fund addresses. It is easiest to put it at that level to not fund more than the total limit per jumbler address. V3 Miner asks, when it does initial tra TZ transaction, is the change supposed to end up in a different address? Uh, so when the, when the initial, I think what, what he's saying is, when it initially goes from T to Z, you know, or X to Y, right? In a transaction, is the change supposed to end up in a different address? Can you, can you enlighten us, James? Well, that depends on how Komodot was launched. If launched with PubKey, 02 or 03, then it will put change to that address that the SecP PubKey refers to. And for proper jumbler operation, that is required. Hey, Colo asks, what, what is the benefit of higher hash rates when we have mining dedicated to 64 notaries? So uh, I just want to let people know you can mine Komodo. Komodo's, uh, it's a lot of fun to mine. I found a little more success rate with mining something else than just buying Komodo. But, you know, with the pricing going up, uh, it might be profitable, profitable to get in now, you know, for later. So let me repeat that question one more time. Colo asks, what is the benefit of a higher hash rate when we have mining dedicated to 64 notaries? Deephouse security is strong. Most hash rate makes another layer of network security stronger. POW layer. Higher hash rate is good due to the higher hash rate making it harder because it is more secure with a higher hash rate. If the hash rate is low, then anybody can make multiple blocks quickly at any time, especially during free-for-all. The free-for-all calibrates the hash rate to actual hash rate. So the more actual hash rate there is, the more secure things are since there is more hash rate. Uh, somebody named Komodo Investor. I heard a good talk on ZSnarks and how it is only a second generation. Can you describe if Komodo is running and yet needs to fork or... Can it apply a completely completely different cryptography system over it? Can this possibly happen? Dear Komodo investor, if needed to Komodo can hard fork. In fact, for the next election's results, we will likely hard fork to a new version with the updated notaries, along with any other changes that need to be hard forked. By having an activation date in the future, you can hard fork without too much disruption, as people are updating on a regular basis anyway. Bitcoin could have hard forked to 2MB long ago, with an activation date three months in the future. I am sure any active Bitcoin user would gladly update their wallet to help solve the text backlog and the crazy high fees. So this is for me personally. I'm, I know elections took place last year, 
and uh, I kind of want to know when when they're going to take place. I heard they're going to they're coming around again. The elections, you know, and and it, when they do come around, what, what do the elections do for Komodo? Next year, new slate of notaries. So is there still going to be a 64 notaries or are we going to have a 128? Is there going to be like a, another 64 new notaries for this election? No. So the newly elected will run the same 64 notes. Are these going to be the same owners? I mean, how's that, how does that work? They have to be new older, owner, owners of the nodes, right? If there's 64, there's only 64 and they're running for election. I mean, how does that work? Are they, are they going to be new, new owners? Not exactly. KMD identifies notaries by pub key. There will be a special set of 64 pub keys that are the pub keys from the election winners. All right, so with these new order, what are the benefits for the elected individuals? Currently, notary nodes are mining about $2,000 per month, and the costs are under $500 per month. So there is the financial incentive, but a notary operator helps secure KMD and enables it to have better services. So a lot of notaries were doing it without much any compensation, you know, just to help. If, if, uh, if somebody wants to be elected, would they need any special set of skills to participate to actively run that node? There are some notaries that have hired people who have the special skills. Certainly special skills are needed to maintain a cryptocurrency notary node. It's not like running an application. Several of the notaries are experienced pool operators or VPS providers, but many are just knowledgeable individuals. I imagine a node, you know, if, I mean, if I were to run one, it would have to be a dedicated VPS, right? With at least 128 gigs of RAM, you know, with all that traffic and computing going on. You, know, you would definitely want a nice buffer, I imagine, you know, and also security. Why don't you be going to have to think about security, maybe VPN? Yes. A dedicated server must be at least 64 gigabytes RAM and 500 gigabytes SSD was the minimum spec last time. There is a lot of historical info on the election process from last time. Right, it looks like V3 Miner's back here. He wants to know, will the knapsack problem affect the jumbler? So apparently a knapsack is a problem. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing so maybe some type of network attack or uh, you know network issue. I have no idea. Uh, uh, James, can can you enlighten me a little more here? What what is uh, will will the knapsack problem affect Jumbler? I thought about the knapsack issues a bit more. It seems I was more clever than I remembered. The Jumbler core is nearly stateless, so it just gets more runtime and checks to see if there is anything to do. It randomly chooses T becomes Z, Z becomes Z, or Z becomes T mode. If it is silent running and in the Z becomes T or some random coin flips, it skips the turn. So we can imagine a stream of T becomes Z chunks in sizes of 100, 1000, 10,000 KMD being slowly converted to Z becomes Z chunks of the same size, which finally ends up in the T address from the last Z becomes T. Now, if there is a precise one-to-one -one preservation of the order, the Z becomes T pieces arrive as compared to the initial T becomes Z stream. The randomization of the three phases actually helps to correlate, as each stream would get a unique pattern. So, by randomizing the initial phases, it requires to randomize the order the chunks are processed, which I will be adding. However, 
I realize that Jumbler Core is using whatever the currently logged in address is to calculate the final Z becomes T address. What that means is that by just logging into a variety of accounts during the Jumbler process, you will end up with just small amounts scattered among the Jumbler destinations derived from the variety of accounts. Try to knapsack that. Actually, I already had randomized the order of processing a little at the Z becomes Z and Z becomes T stages, but I can make it a lot more random. Okay, now both T becomes Z and Z become T stages are fully randomized using high-entropy random selection out of all of the eligible transactions to do. Even if the sizes were deterministic, it should not matter, but the sizes are also non-deterministic, but not high-entropy. With the property that becomes Z becomes T, arrives in addresses based on the passphrase, combined with the randomized sizes and sequences of the Z turning back to T, it seems quite difficult to correlate if a user had a daily passphrase and seven different addresses he uses, i.e., he can just add Monday, Tuesday, to his normal passphrase based on what day it is. I think we need to provide guidance on the largest amount that should end up in any single address, and as long as people follow that, it all blends in. How far along are you with the decentralized exchange? It's not pretty, but the basics are in place for native DEX. I have a few bugs to fix and enhancements to make, but it is in the final phase of core development. Still needs work to make creating an LP node easier, but the hardest parts are complete. There will be a surprise new functionality that gives the native DEX a fundamental advantage over central exchanges. Not just the fact that you control your own funds, but a much more day-to-day -day useful advantage. Come on, bro. Really? You're not going to tell me? It is something centralized exchanges can't do. But being native atomic swap cross-chain communication protocol-driven DEX can do. What's this one-click trading button I'm hearing about? The one-click easy trading will be later especially as trading itself isn't so easy without being a DEX. With DEX, you are trading UXO, pairs. And without abstracting that away, it is right there to confuse the user. If it is abstracted away into some total balance, then all the issues of which UXO that wallets will have to deal with need to be solved. So I took the path of just exposing the UXO-ness of the DEX, and this led me to a realization of the possibility of a significant advantage over central exchanges. But first, I need to prove the concept this weekend that it can be done, and when there is a GUI that supports this new feature, I will announce what it is and the market can evaluate how significant it is. Yep, always better to have the market evaluate the, the prices than, uh, than, you know, trying to inflate them somehow. But, uh... I'm I'm happy. That's 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 a scoop, as Camo as a uh, my old friend Cavando would say. That's a scoop. Uh, is a new feature, and uh, it was announced in Slack, which is very cool. I hope to uh, see that see that come to fruition, and uh, I believe we're gonna end it here. It's it's been quite a while now, and uh, we don't want to give it all away. We're gonna have another phase of an AMA coming in a couple weeks maybe uh, about three or four weeks we'll get an update progress report see how everything's going and uh that's about it everybody uh, i want to thank you for listening and this is lutz your host on core radio thank you for uh joining us and have a lovely evening i love you all
Supernet aims to give people their power back through technology by no longer needing to rely on third parties such as exchanges, banks and services, giving you privacy at the same time. Supernet Technologies is the most anonymous technology being worked on currently, with a team of developers working diligently daily. Supernet aspires to be a creative, innovative, state-of-the-art solutions provider, which provides individuals opportunity, personal satisfaction and value. You can find out more at www.supernet.org and join our Slack with over 2,500 people.